You're listening to the really useful podcast. This is the tech podcast for technophobes. My name is Christian Colley from makeuseof.com and joining me this week is Gavin Phillips. Hey, Gavin, how are you doing? Doing very well, Christian. Yeah, very well. It's a cracking day down here in Cornwall, as, as it always seems to be. The G7 has just ended. I'm sure you've been following that in the news. No. Um, although it's not really affected us that much, apparently we've seen quite a lot of nice displays from the Red Arrows, the, the UK's... Like, stunt flight team which has been quite cool and that's the only bit i was interested in and stuff yeah the red arrows was the only bit i was interested in yes that that was pretty cool i've got to say and yeah like you that was about the only bit i was really paying attention to um so it's quite cool to see them flying over the over the top of my house the other night oh that is cool i have a um i mean this is completely not what we're here to talk about i have a long <laughs> history of seeing the red arrows my dad used to drag me to air shows from the age of well six months old uh so i've grown up with my with a special crane in my neck to uh, view the red arrows <laughs> flying overhead all over the country uh but we're not here to talk about the red arrows we're here to talk about windows but not windows 10 not even windows 7 or windows 8 or whatever the hell came after that no windows 11 Dun, dun, dun. Indeed, there have been rumblings over the past few days about Microsoft revealing the existence of Windows 11. Now, Microsoft are always working on next versions of Windows, and they made various statements more recently uh, alluding to the fact that they are moving away from Windows 10. Now, I remember when Windows 10 was coming out, and Microsoft said, this is the last version of Windows ever. So, um, that was a lie. Um, but anyway, we all knew it at the time, it's not... But uh, we, so Windows 11 appears to be a thing that is increasingly likely to happen. Whether they call it Windows 11 or not, we don't know. And there's, you know, there's that famous kind of odd numbers of Windows aren't very good thing, isn't it? Although Windows 7 was probably the best. And that's an odd number. So maybe it's the other way around. I forget. Anyway, Gavin, we're, um, we, we, we've um, seen some more on this just today from... Uh, the Thorot website, which is uh, a long-time uh, analyzer and commentator on Microsoft wheelings and dealings and activities. And uh, apparently Microsoft have changed the designation for the end of life for Windows 10. Isn't that right? Yeah, that's absolutely right. Yeah. So amongst all of the speculation that's been going on, uh, you quite rightly state, Microsoft have very quietly updated the end of life support date for Windows 10. And they don't normally do that without a good reason. So previously, there was no end of life support date for Windows 10, but that's now been changed to the end of 2025, which you know is only four years away. Um, which also fits in roughly with how they've sort of sunset all of their other old operating systems as well. They do an initial sort of four or five year drop off and then another five or so years support afterwards for people that want to upgrade or, or can't upgrade for various reasons. So that that has now come into existence is fairly significant against the backdrop of, like I said, all the other speculation. So if we're going to get a Windows 11, um, I, I guess we need to think about 
what that actually means. <laughs> because, I mean, presumably there's going to be this... When Windows updates, traditionally what happens is uh, Microsoft will issue the update and then you get the choice of installing it or not installing it. Um, and then they'll encourage you to install it. But there's always that big sort of moment of having to be prepared for it in case something goes wrong. So I guess, I mean, it's it's early days, but it would be a good idea if you're expected to get Windows 11 update. Is If you're not already doing this, start a backup rate routine and uh, implement it regularly. Yeah, I, I really couldn't agree more. I mean, I'm sure many of our listeners will remember the sort of trauma of upgrading from Windows 7, Windows 8, and Windows 8.1 to Windows 10 back in uh, 2015, I guess that was. Um, and Windows, uh, Microsoft, sorry, didn't really handle the update spectacularly well. It was fine for a lot of people, but a lot of people had a lot of issues because of the the transition to the new operating system. There you know, issues with data loss. The, Windows 10 was crashing an awful lot, and uh, it was it wasn't very good. Um, as you said, backing up your data now is is really a good idea because the crucial bit of information relating to Windows 11 is that on June the 24th this month, there's going to be a major announcement regarding whatever this new operating system is going to be. Now, whether this ends up being Windows 11 which is what a lot of people think it's going to be, or another massive Windows 10 update, which is the alternative to Windows 11. So in the background of all this, there's been rumblings of, or not even rumblings, it's been confirmed that a major update is coming to Windows. Uh, and that update is currently codenamed Windows Sun Valley. Um, and that's also been confirmed to be a massive visual overhaul for the existing operating system. So that's kind of where these two ideas of the operating system sort of converge. Is it going to be straight up Windows 11 or is it going to be Windows 10 Sun Valley with a massive visual overhaul or is it just going to be sort of muddied in the middle somewhere? Is it not going to be one or the other? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question, and I mean, I would think that Microsoft have probably got enough experience to not do the third option, but you know they've they've tried that before. With, uh, Windows ME springs to mind, mm. so hopefully that is uh, something they would avoid doing. Maybe now is the moment to. Uh, that sounds really serious, and then actual fact, it's completely frivolous. Um, <laughs> one of the things that raised attention about the potential for windows 11 was the windows startup sound slow fi remix which was released <laughs> on youtube with the exact running time of 11 minutes i'm going to put in a little snippet of it here for you to listen to Did you manage to get to the end of it, Gavin? Yeah, I, I've listened to it a few times, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I really dig uh, that sort of uh, droney background ambience when I'm working. So uh, for Windows to release a really 
nice sort of background sound for me to listen to that you know whether it was the opening chimes to a new operating system or not i'm not sure but yeah the fact that it was 11 minutes long precisely uh and also uh they also released the snippet of a, a windows background didn't they yes yeah. with the light shining in through the window you know the traditional microsoft windows logo and the light shining in through the window and it aligns perfectly in two lines which you could also take to mean 11, 11. so yeah. they're definitely throwing out a lot of signals aren't they and they're teasing the number 11 in various media types so yeah, I mean, it's, it's got to be. To it. It's either got to be that, or they have um, Matt Smith from Doctor Who as a special guest. You know. <laughs> that would be the best reveal. Niche link. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, the, the you mentioned the music before and the there's sort of like droney ambience in the background. And I, 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 I wouldn't say I don't like that. I've listened to plenty of Pink Floyd early albums when I've been working. Well, some mid 70s albums when i've been working but uh, I, I can see the uh, attraction of 11 minutes of that uh, the longest video i've ever uh, worked to on youtube is the um <laughs> the the, uh, <laughs> the troll old guy oh, no way yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, there was some uh, there was there was some works going on next in our neighbor's house, and I was like trying to concentrate. They were really drilling really loud, and I, it, I think they were putting in a new kitchen or something like that. So I basically just put it on and listened to it for about two hours solid just to, <laughs> just to drone it out, you know. <laughs> I found myself doing something. I put on the, uh, you know, the video game Papers, Please. I'm not aware of it. Oh, okay, so if you get a chance, listen to the. Um, the the credits music for Papers Please it's Soviet inspired sort of marching music okay and um, I found like a six hour long mix of that and did something similar to you and then realised after about an hour and a half what had happened I was like oh it's still on oh my god <laughs> so if there's a new operating system called Windows coming along um, I mean, it might be interesting to know why Microsoft are doing this and usually they release a new operating system because it has a new uh, like an overhaul look and um, the, the key other thing is new features now in this day and age I am struggling to kind of understand what new features I could actually expect from a Windows operating system beyond maybe um, running from a device that just projects a keyboard and projects the display or something as someone who uses a lot of des different desktops, uh, Linux desktops and Windows and uh, Android on my Samsung in DX mode, th there is a kind of standardization of desktops. And I'm really struggling to see what Microsoft might do differently with Windows 11. Do you have any thoughts on that, Gavin? Um, if you look at it in terms of the information we have, so it's going to be a visual overhaul. So if you take that as your starting point, Windows is going to look different, and from what we know, it's going to have a lot more sort of curved edges and what have you, more similar to, to Mac OS, I guess, mm. which is, you know, it's a very popular visual style. So there's definitely going to be a new look for Windows. Underneath that, 
we've seen other reports that the Windows Store itself, you know, the, the Microsoft Store, is also going to get a big overhaul. It's going to become a lot easier to use, better integration for more apps. We're going to see probably more stuff in the marketplace itself that isn't just apps, or rather than just apps you can download. I mean, more like standardized apps. Um, and when Microsoft has been trying for a long time to get the major sort of apps to use the Microsoft framework. So hopefully they'll they'll get more people to integrate with that. But outside of that, like you said, uh, people are mainly just speculating about what might be in this new update rather than any solid actual information. I think personally, well, I think Windows Update has come a really, really long way since the kind of bad old days and the, the horrible days at the start of Windows 10. It's not really an issue these days for most people. Yeah. Um, maybe more consistency throughout the operating system, you know, menus that actually make sense, things like that. I, I think sometimes these things that bother people that use Windows 10 all day, every day, you notice that menu icons don't match through different apps, which is a very small thing for most people and wouldn't bother anybody. Um, but yeah, I mean, what else would you would you want from a new operating system? I've given it a little bit more thought. I think there are a few legacy screens still on Windows 10 um, <laughs> settings wise. So I wonder if they will be finally ejected. But then again, um, from a kind of sysadmin point of view is it more efficient to have those kind of let's call them windows 2000 inspired design layout screens for the settings and user management control and stuff like that and i'm thinking maybe those are actually more efficient like that so maybe those older settings uh, those old control panel screens that you sometimes get to via settings or get to via uh, right click in the start menu maybe I, th I think they probably will stay in the large so it's, it, I mean, beyond enhancing Continuum, so Windows 10, Windows 11, big pardon, will work on different types of devices, foldable screens and what have you. I, I don't see there being, and beyond the visual overall, yeah, I, I don't see a huge change. No, it would be things like more integration with Xbox services and stuff, I guess, like yeah. um, Xbox Cloud and, and things like that. Um so I really don't know, to be honest. What would I you like it's, to it's... see? Sorry, say that again? What would you like to see? I'm not even sure. I'm perf To be honest, I'm perfectly happy with Windows 10. Mm -hmm. I don't find many days where I come up against an issue with something that I'm trying to do. Um, like I so use the computer for hours every day, same as you, and I don't often find issues with Microsoft and Windows 10 itself. You can encounter issues, you know, with the individual apps you're using, but that often speaks to the development and issues within those apps rather than the operating system. So I guess if you use Windows 10 in more specific ways, like you, you're trying to integrate more smart home stuff throughout your home and you want to control it from your desktop better, I guess, you know, Windows 10 could have better controls for that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. Getting rid of, and like when I got mine, 
it came with some games pre-installed, which I have absolutely no intention of ever touching or playing. This is my most recent laptop, uh, which is a Dell G5S. Um, so that, that kind of thing is a bit annoying, and there's a few things that are advertising. Microsoft aren't going to ship an operating system with um, tracking stuff disabled by default, I don't think. You're going to have to click something for them to enable it, obviously, but then you're going to have to mess around with the settings to disable it later once you decide that you don't want it. Um, I've done a few Windows articles or updated a few uh, Windows guides for make use of recently, and things like live backgrounds might be an interesting thing for uh, Microsoft to bring in. Mm. That might be quite nice. Well, there's the recent update. Uh, I'm sure some of our listeners have now got the um, the news and interests bar on your taskbar. Have you have you seen this? No, yet? it's pending. I've not updated it yet. Oh, okay, so it's quite an interesting idea poorly executed probably but it seems to take some of the ideas of live tiles from the uh from the start menu and right. shift them across into a separate widget that lives on your taskbar um but people have been just turning it off straight away <laughs> i gave it a little bit of a play but so that's another thing that i think probably may be lost in the update to windows 11 live tiles may be gone for good I think most people ran out of love for those quite a while back. Well, they are, they were kind of designed for the touch interface, weren't they, in the, the old Windows phones and Windows 10 mobiles. So that's hardly a surprise. I'm amused when you're saying the word widget there because that's something else I've been looking at. Um, you can, the old Windows 7 Vista era, or Vista 7 era, widgets and gadgets, you can bring back into Windows and by installing third-party software. You're saying that Microsoft are actually bringing widgets back in yeah, in, the yeah, terms exactly. of, in, in this terms. That makes me wonder whether actually they are going to do that. Well, I mean, I think we're all hoping and praying for the return of Clippy, aren't we? So. Oh, <laughs> God bless him. God bless him. I think you're probably right with Xbox as well. I think uh, the, the, there does need to be better game sharing, and it's possible to, sh to stream a game playing on your Xbox on the same account through to Windows PC using the uh, Xbox app. But uh, it'd be nice if you could also play Windows games on the Xbox. I think that would be a good step because you've got other options um, to stream on various different media types. Yeah. yeah, sending your Windows games to your Xbox is... Is, is it impossible? I think it might be impossible. Why would it be You can't load up Steam, can you, and play whatever game on your Xbox. Well, uh, I, uh, there's an interview with, it was either Gabe Newell or someone else high up from Valve a few weeks ago, mm. talking about the potential for a Steam app for Xbox. So that, now, would, see, that would be a game changer. Wouldn't it be? Yeah. And we'll take a moment from our usual podcast proceedings to just remind you that the really useful podcast can be found pretty much anywhere you find podcasts so we're on apple podcasts we're on spotify we're on google podcasts we're hosted at transistor.fm so you can find us there as well we're also on youtube and of course on makeuseof.com now however you subscribe to the really useful podcast and listen to us it would be amazing if you could take a moment to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts that will help us to find new listeners and take our podcast to ever greater 
Heights. You'll find the link to our Apple podcast page in the show notes. Thanks a lot. In terms of productivity with Windows 11, which we're probably going to have to get used to calling for the next two weeks until they change its name. Um, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm still struggling to see what it could actually do, unless, unless Microsoft have some crazy new uh, sort of user interface, the next generation user interface to, to bring to us. I, um, I, I don't see that being any different, the like, level of productivity possible. Uh, Windows has built in speech to text, doesn't it? So... It's yeah, not, yeah, yeah. So it's not like that can be anything different beyond sticking on a VR headset and working in some sort of new virtual environment and waving stuff around Minority Report style. I I can't see that changing really. No, exactly. Like you said, I mean, I guess if they're building it in such a way that they're going to reduce the overhead on your actual computer itself, perhaps make things a bit smoother, a bit more streamlined, less resources required. If they're building it in such a way that it's going to be going to run on multiple different types of devices, as you said earlier, you know, like dual screen devices, tablets, surface laptops, and so on, they, they are going to have to continue streamlining the operating system. So that could be another good positive as well. Mm. Now, there is another element that we haven't mentioned yet, but it, it it shouldn't be ruled out. And that is, um, for a few years now, Microsoft has been integrating various elements of Linux, and they've been contributing to the Linux uh, project, uh, the Linux kernel. And, you know, it's not beyond the, the realms of imagination that Microsoft has been doing this with a particular outcome in mind could it be that windows 11 will actually have a linux kernel i wouldn't i wouldn't rule it out i'd be i would be surprised though mm. given what we know about the speculation about it being a major overhaul to windows 10 i still think we're going to be it's still going to be very much a microsoft product but Without doubt, surely there will be even better Linux integration. What do yeah. you think? Yeah, I th I think you're probably right. But um, the, I mean, as things stand at the moment, there's a Linux subsystem for Win a Windows subsystem for, for Linux. It's got a very confusing name, which I think they're uh, yes, Windows sub subsystem for Linux, which I think they're probably renaming if they haven't already. Um, or is it Linux? No, it's WSL. It's Windows Subsystem for Linux. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. It. And it's it's an optional feature in Windows, so you can activate it or deactivate it. And if you activate it, then you have a, a Linux environment on your computer. Then you can access through a terminal, or you can install a desktop and access that through a remote uh, through a VNC. Beg your pardon. So you're basically remoting to your own computer, uh, in a way. And it's easier than messing around with uh, dual boots and things like that if you wanted to run Linux without having... Yeah, it's, it's good for productivity if you, you sort of uses multiple operating systems. And so, so the, that's been increasingly integrated into Windows recently. And it's, 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 it's quite a uh, well-liked 
app. And I think it would be a surprise. As you like, you, I wouldn't rule it out. But I think it would be, but I think it's probably something that's going to come along later on. I'd be surprised if Microsoft have put that much effort into the um, open source community, and you know they bought GitHub. I think it would be a big surprise if that investment didn't find its way into being a key element of a future operating system, if not Windows 11, then one further down the line. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess the thing with Windows at the moment is the Windows NT kernel, which is what yep. uh, Windows runs on, has uh, such extensive backwards compatibility with all of Microsoft's old apps and stuff. You know, you can boot up Microsoft 2003 or whatever, and it will run perfectly fine. So I guess that sort of incredible backwards compatibility that Microsoft is, to be fair, really well known for, also can hamstring their <laughs> more modern operating systems for one reason or another. But I guess until they can work that into a Linux kernel to their design, um, that may, may be on hold. But I think you're absolutely right that we will continue to see much, much greater Linux compatibility with Windows 11 going forward. Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, I wouldn't really out. It just feel a little bit like a kind of the sort of thing that would annoy a lot of people. <laughs> so therefore, worth doing. <laughs> well, I'm. Well, I wouldn't like to say. <laughs> yeah, I, do you do you mean annoyance on the on the Linux side rather than the Microsoft side, or, well, or both really? Better? Both. Um, <laughs> both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of purists on both sides, aren't there? Yes. I think that's the thing. That really is. Um, but more integration for both parties is only is a positive for both operating systems or both you know platforms and it's been coming for a long long time and microsoft has been making great waves to reach out and actually integrate with linux a lot a lot better so for people that do want to use both platforms and want to work between them it's it's good it's really good yeah well but is it is it good though is it is it really is it and Microsoft really a well disguised fox in a hen house. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see, to be honest. Yep, we will. June the twenty fourth. It's only a few weeks away now. Uh, we will know an awful lot more about Windows eleven, won't we? Yeah, well I mean it's ten days away from uh, the point we're recording this, so we, we we will know the answer then and you'll be able to find out more about that at makeusoft.com everything we've discussed in this week's really useful podcast you will find in the show notes and i might even pop in a few amusing youtube videos along the way <laughs> <laughs> so yeah june the 24th so keep your eye out open for that um keep your eye out and open my dad's only got one eye that's probably what i'm thinking of there um <laughs> doesn't bear thinking about it at all so june the 24th we will know more about windows 11 in the meantime do make sure that you're starting to back up your data regularly uh on windows particularly uh your, your personal data get that synced with your cloud drives and any save games or any, ge uh, any games you play make sure they're synced with any available clouds 
and uh, because you know Microsoft announcing an update in 10 days time they could have the update ready in 11 days time you just don't know when that's going to come along so get into the habit of getting stuff backed up uh, to avoid any issues with that we'll have any help files information and uh, guides that you need regardless at makeyourself.com head over there now why not there's probably something that you want to read in the meantime uh, it's goodbye from myself christian Corley, and him gavin phillips until next time 